millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How are you? I'm okay, and uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to our weekly podcast. Terry Curran's a current group in the Isle of Ilford, and Mr. Terry Curran, steady away, son. How are you? Well, I'm getting a bit better. As each day get, goes by, I'm getting better. Good, good, good. Uh, I have posted a couple of uh, podcasts onto the Current View group uh, today, TC. We're going to be talking about one of the reels that, that are posted up with you and Simon a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, I think with something like about 2,000 views, it's already had. So well done to you and Simon. Uh, magic moments. You created some magic moments back in the 70s and the early 80s. What magic moments have you sourced for us this week, T? Again, now everything's back in, uh, back up and running again. Um, some fabulous goals and fabulous magic moments. Um, but I've gone for two really this week. One is a simple goal, but absolutely so coolly finished by um, Madison and his first yeah. goal for Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, but my main uh, magic moment was Song's goal. How he shifted it out of his body, opened his body up. And placed it right into the top corner. Absolutely fabulous goal. I love to see goals bent, bent in like that. There's something special when a, a ball gets bent in, when a ball hits the bar and goes in, when it hits that kind of the, the, the crossbar and the post and goes in. The, them goals always seem a little bit more special than your average goal. You know your goalkeeper's not. And you, you look as though you think they'd jam me someone's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have two goalkeepers, but they uh, they wouldn't stop that. If the shot is perfect, like with Son, it is. And he has a wonderful ability to score those kind of goals. Uh, I mean, he's not one that scores simple tappings. They're usually. He's got some uh, great goals, yeah. Yesterday. They're usually a fantastic strike or one where he's dribbling, 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 and then he just puts it in the back of the net. He's rarely one that's in the six yard box, the ball bounces off the goalkeeper, or it's the post, or it's the bar, and there he's there just to, to knock in the rebounds. Is that He's not that kind of forward, but he is no. a tremendous forward, isn't he? Great and, pace and all, you know. He's absolutely. Do you remember that I mean, goal? we both had Byron's and Madison, but he looks even unbelievable, even more unbelievable at Tottenham. Absolutely. Do you remember that goal he scored? Was it a couple of years ago? Now, was it against Burnley where he run from pretty much his own half and, and scored Son? I mean, he's yeah. got everything in his life. Yeah, you're right. He's got everything. He's, he's, he's a, a good head of a ball and all. I, I just think he's got everything about him, and and I think he's got a great personality. He seems to be a good leader, although lots of people were saying, oh, Son's not a leader. Well, he's leading his Tottenham team all the way to the uh, summit of the Premier League, and long may it continue. And apparently he's found a love of darts with James Madison as well. Yeah, they seem to get on, don't they? You can see that. I'll tell you what I like. They both have well. the affection for each other. Absolutely. I'll tell you what I liked as well. Because when people look at him and they go, oh, he's too nice, like Sonny. He's always smiling. He's nice. 
Madison, he got in the way of a Madison when Madison had a shot and Son was just about to pull the trigger. And I, tell you, I don't know what he said. It may have been in Korean, but he wasn't happy with Madison because, you know, he still got that professionalism. I want to win at all costs in him. He's got that nasty streak. As nice as he looks on the outside, he's still got that ruthless and winning streak on the inside. You don't get that time without having that ruthlessness about you. Absolutely, T. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and long may it continue, because I do like to watch Tottenham. When Tottenham are on the telly, I'll watch Spurs. What game are you watching at the moment, and what game were you watching earlier? Um... I've been watching. I watched the Barcelona game. Yeah, um, he's got a lot of kids in there, and he's got obviously one or two um, senior senior players. What's it in the mid thirties? Yeah, yeah. I've come into the bedroom. I don't know what's happened, what Jock's done to this guy. So I, I don't know what game Thomas is watching in uh, in the room. So I've not got anything on it. I'm trying to find how to get it on, but the technology for me with these two. Uh, bypasses me tell me about it mind you he had a great treble last night Tommy lad didn't he so uh, towards the end oh, Tommy, got... Tommy got up last night yeah he did Jock, yeah. Had, a, Jock had a 20 pound nine timer and uh, Portsmouth let him down for 2,500 there's always one when you have nine yeah. but Tommy had... every week me one team yeah Tommy had a roll up there now he's at three he teams he had a treble yeah yeah, and uh, so going forward on the podcast, let's have a Tommy treble at the end of uh, at the podcast <laughs> and see if we can earn our listeners some Celtic's money. Celtic's gone one up, by the way. Well, I just, you know me, I don't like politics and football. Man City should have gone one nil up. Jack done ever so well uh, down the uh, the left hand side, put a ball in, and uh, Nunes just smashed it over the bar. But uh, Grealish has started on fire. Nice to see him getting his starting shirt again. Um, but yeah, he's having a bit of a bad start to Birmingham. They gave him beat one nil. So are they really? Yeah, a difficult game I think tonight. All Rossini I think's done a really good job at all City. I know they got beat the weekend, but I do like him and I think they're a dark horse. I thought Birmingham played quite well on Saturday, but they've had a hell of a run as, as Riddlesbrough. Again, you they were ident- down there with Sheffield yeah. Wednesday couldn't win a game. But you identify Carrick as uh, as a yeah. great manager. Well, uh, I said he, I said to you it's set up bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference to me whether because every great manager has practically been sacked. Absolutely, and also as well, his his two main strikers, goal scorers last season, have, so, have up and left, haven't they? So he's mm. almost starting again with a, with a, a front system, and you know, so you can have all the balling that you know that you like in a game. If you can't put the ball into the back of the net, you're not going to win games of football. You've but, got to have a great goal scorer, and you've got to have a really, really, really top elite goalkeeper. Absolutely, and that's half of your battle. Absolutely, and Carrick now looks as though he's turned it round. And, and watch Middlesbrough again. They could be a dark horse for the uh, for the championship. Which have set off really well and all in the championship, haven't they? Great season last season. McKenna's done really well this season. Um, I don't think he's added that much to his his playing staff, but he plays a lovely brand of football. And we watched him a few times last season in League yeah. One, of course. Play some great football, and and I think that if you do play football and play football in the right way, you're going to get results, regardless of what these. You know the good, the good teams Burnley. and the good managers. Yeah, 
we'll keep adding to it. You don't need to get six, seven, eight, ten, twelve players in straight away, do you? Two, two, maybe three. I always say at the end of a season, two, maybe three. If you've got seven, eight, or nine, forget it. It's too many to integrate. Wasting your time. Two or three, just keep it ticking over, and that's what all the top teams do. And whether you're at the top or you're at the middle or you're at the bottom, that's your, your formula for success. Playing football the way that you want to play football on the front foot. Play the ball forward. It ain't rocket science. It's not a really difficult game to understand. And just add a couple of players each year, each season, that are better than the players that you've had in previous seasons. And you'll probably find that you'll start improving and doing better. Overall, you, overall, if you've got an half-decent team yeah. and you're doing well in any yeah. league, yeah, yeah, in yeah. any league, mm. you just keep adding to it. Yeah. Right? Maybe one, two, three players at most. Yeah. You'll find out that you know, you'll you'll sustain good runs and, and your manager will be there for a long period of time. Absolutely, too. And in terms of Celtic, I did see all this. I don't like politics in football. We, we try not to talk about politics on, on the current view. I saw all the flags and that and I instantly turned it off. Um, and I'm watching Manchester City. Before my magic moments, I did watch Feyenoord earlier they smashed Lazio 3-1 I've seen that where you've uh, posted up but uh, a team to watch tell you what I thought there was a tremendous side they have got some players fine or have playing with a lot of uh, confidence and in the, that ground as well a tight ground to kick um, they they look a formidable force I wouldn't fancy uh, drawing them in uh, when they get through to the knockouts. I know that a number of teams will go, oh, it's only fine, or they're from the Irividersi, uh, easy target here. But no, I think that they've got some good players and I can see one or two of them players coming to the Premier League because that's the problem in Holland. They haven't got the money. They don't pay good money out. I think as a direct result, that's why Ajax are struggling and they're so bad that they've had to sell so many players over the last few years. And you can't just keep... The last few years, they've done that for the last 20 years, well, I would they, imagine, haven't they? They have, but I think over the last few years, um, it's. I think it's just caught up. Because I just don't yeah. think you can keep going to the well, can you? You know, it looks as though it's dried up a little bit for Ajax. Well, those, those, those three top teams there, the team? uh, uh, Ajax, yeah, uh, PSG and um, Eindhoven, they do get the top players in the in that country, don't they? Yeah, you got PSV, Eindhoven, Ajax, and Feyenoord. Them are the yeah. top three, aren't they? And then they, you know they'll get the uh, four or five quality uh, young players coming from abroad. So yeah. that's you're right, but that's the re- that's the reason why it does help those big three in in uh, Holland. Absolutely, and of course, um, uh, Feyenoord are from Rotterdam, not Amsterdam. Um, my magic moments uh, Dougie and Ollie scoring uh, for Aston Villa uh, against West Ham United well, they are playing well then they're on fire now 11 straight wins in the Premier League I asked Tom on Friday night I said um, how do you think you'll get on Sunday he said we'll get beat I said what, what are you basing that on he said, well, we can't keep winning. I said, well, you actually can. I, mean, I get we, that. I do get that. You're going to lose like, at like some stage, Enya. At some stage, you, you're going to. But you know, too, you've played at the highest level. When you keep winning games, it gives you confidence. Oh, it breeds confidence. The yeah. reason why I'm going with Tom, because they're mm. a good team is Aston Villa. Yeah. West Ham are playing quite well. They're and good team. I get that. Mm-hmm. You can't keep winning. The Manchester Cities and the Liverpools of this world, when the Man United, when they were on at the peak, 
you know, winning majority of the games. Mm. Eventually, it will come. But I, I get where Tom's coming from. They'll probably draw but against Luton the weekend. But I understand you because Aston Villa, at moment in time, the place is rocking. It certainly is. I mean, I, I, I posted that up and I, I posted for, for some seasons now. And, and again, as a Birmingham City fan, I, I take quite a bit of stick. But I do think that Villa but are on the cross. You, I am fair, I'm yeah. a Sheffield Wednesday fan, but if, if anybody beats us playing better football, yeah, absolutely. I'm just to praise them. Absolutely. I'm just to praise them. And, and I've know. been on the alt end, and that atmosphere, I've always, I've always heard from Birmingham City fans, ah, Birmingham, like, you know, with, it's more of an atmosphere at St Andrews than it is at Villa. All the Villa fans are out of Birmingham, and Birmingham City are the, the team of, of, of Birmingham, the heartbeat of, of the city. And I'm like, Seriously, guys, I don't think any of you have actually stood on the alt or, or been in there or you're so biased you don't really understand or you don't believe what you're saying. You can't do that atmosphere at Aston Villa at the alt end is absolutely rocking. Unai Emery has done a phenomenal job. They've got some great I, owners and that team are buzzing at the minute. I do understand. I do understand why Gerard and them fail. Yeah, but I still find it difficult to baffle. It baffles me that mm. you know to play at the highest level and have the respect he's had in the game, yeah, and yet fail. I know it's, it's incredible. You know, isn't they, it? you know, is it part of it that they look, you know, the players can't do what they could do? Because Maybe. it's just Maybe. about coaching. You know, it's about having put, balancing a team up. Yeah, and 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 having and man management. You know, getting the best out of players. What you've got. Mm. And know he's the ones that you can be a little bit more every on than some of the others. It, it, it's when I look at Gerard, uh, Gerard and uh, Lampard, I think to myself, why, why have they failed? Yeah. Even Gary Neville, because his knowledge of the game, you know, yeah, whether people good. like him or yeah. not, yeah, it's phenomenal. No, it is, yeah. You know, and you'd have thought he'd have mm. had, he'd have had something about him, you know. And yeah, I mean, all his mates, you know, Carrigan, all them take the piss about him being yeah. at uh, Valencia, and I, I get that. I get it. Mm. But, you know, it, I find it very strange that these keep failing. Is it that they want to follow in the managers who they've been with footsteps? And that can never happen. There'll never be another Brian Clough. No. They're one-offs. Mm. They're one-offs. You both pay the one-offs. You go out of the a one-offs. Yeah. So you cannot, you can, you can take some of their ideas, but you can never coach or manage, uh, not coach, but you can never manage. Like they manage because, that that will fail straight away. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, and and whether it's a little bit of that, whether the man management skills aren't that great, whether players look at them, they come in this dressing room and think, what a great player he was, and and are in awe of them. And then um, when they start coaching them and managing them, they're thinking he's a bit of a tosspot, really. To be fair, yeah. and and that um, that crown all of a sudden uh, falls off their uh, their head. I, I don't know. It is baffling, as you say, but Unai Emery, fantastic there's something. There's something radically wrong with the English coaching system yep. and the English coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emery, did he, has he won four of those? Um, I think so, yeah. He's, he's I think he's won four yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yes, he went to Arsenal and mm-hmm. he struggled at Arsenal. Now, was that because, you know, uh, they built that new stadium and they weren't spending uh, money whatsoever? But he's gone to Aston Villa. Mm. And they look a different opposition, don't they? Absolutely. He followed followed, uh, Aston. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, Moise follows Ferguson. You know, you're best not following these. I remember doing a podcast with Alan Clark and he was saying, Brian Clough was the right man, but just at the wrong time. And and when you're following Don Reeve, when you're following these legends of football management, it really is a hard act, especially when you've got them same players that. that are bought into what the manager's been telling them. You've got to kind of try and change things, and sometimes you do it a little bit too quickly. I get that. Mm. I mean, I went into every football club I went into, right? It's very difficult when you go into football clubs mm. when you've already got established players there with names there. Yeah. It never bothered me one little bit that. Mm. Cluffy, it never bothered him. Mm. I don't think they gave him um, time at Forest. At, uh, Derby, no, they never. Uh, sorry, but he yeah. goes to Forest mm. in the second division, yeah. turns it around a bit scruffy of his neck and goes on to win two European Cups. All right, he, he won one league title at, what they call him, one at uh, Derby. Yeah. But uh, what was happening then, mm. that the Premier League were coming into it and the big money were always going to uh, do the medium-sized football clubs, the Forrest's, mm. Derby's, the Lessons of this world, and we know Lessons gone on to, to, to win it. But there is something radically wrong with our coaches mm. and our coaching system. Because people say to me, uh, well, Mourinho wasn't a good player, a top player. Uh, Wenger weren't a top player. Um, who's the other one? Well, I mean, uh, there's, a top player. there's an awful that's lot three. of good that's managers three. that wasn't brilliant players. Right, that's three. Mm-hmm. Well, but you look at the rest of them, you know, especially on continent, the Guardiola's of this world, mm. Zidane. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not for some unknown reason, not gone back into football yet. Why I don't know. Mm. Uh, Cruyff. Beckenbauer, there's loads of them, loads of Portuguese managers, all been top players and gone on to be successful. Zidane's got a problem. What's that? He's won three European Cups with Real Madrid. <laughs> I mean, how do you better that? That's his problem that he's got. It, it all, I thought it was, well, there was talk about him taking the. Um, um, the uh, French job. French job. Yeah, absolutely. Will he be the, will he be the next Manchester United manager? Could Let's be. watch his space. Could be. You never know. He he would he would have to have a massive club to manage. Because again, how do you? It's like the Beatles had three number ones. You know, on the spot. How do you get? You know, how do you write the next one? It's very difficult when you've well, had when you've such got, great when you've success. Got, but it is got, possible. Mm-hmm. When you've got three geniuses in there, what can write songs? Absolutely. Then that gives you that. But yeah. what Zidane will want at Man United, not only will he want Man United, he'd take Man United job, mm. he's got to be guaranteed that the players that he wants, they're going to sign. 100%. Not the ones, oh, we haven't got him, so we'll have him. Mm. Right. He will want to be 
mean, I, I, I thought Ten Hag would do, was going to be uh, the right man for it. They won the FA Cup. Yeah. They got them into Champions League. But they never really, really produced an elite football, have they? No, no. And I thought they were shambolic mm. last night. Yeah, I never watched them. I, mean, I don't like saying, you know, I'll criticise coaches yeah. with the coaching and how they play. But that's constructive criticism. Absolutely. I'm not one of them who will turn around and say, well, they're not playing for him. But last night I wrote, they don't look as though yeah, they're playing for him. Yeah, I noticed that. Mind you, at the end of the game, I'd, I'd switched off. I was watching Napoli, which leads me nicely to my other magic moment. Kavaskalia, uh, his brace for Napoli away yeah. at Verona and his assist last night for Raspadori. Yeah. What? I mean, that kid... He's just got magic in his boots. He dances through a game. I think he's a tremendous player. In my opinion, the greatest player. He's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be coming to into the Premier League with one of the elite clubs in. You would have thought so. I mean Bellingham, you would have thought that Bellingham would have would have gone, but he's gone to Real Madrid. So Listen, I, I've told you before about this. Mm-hmm. You can have Liverpool, you can have Man United, yep. you can have Juventus, you can yep. have Bayern Munich all rolled into one. Yep. If Barcelona or Real Madrid come calling for any player yep. in, in the world, yep. that's where they go. 100%. And that's where I'm going. Will Cavascalia go to Real Madrid or a Barcelona? Who knows? Well, Watch this space. Well, what, I, what I'm trying to say, it'll come to the, to, when I say it'll come to the Premier League, yep. Uh, that may be his first port of call. Maybe. And then onto one of the, uh, the, the, the the two, because even Man United and Liverpool, mm. once they, once they, once Real Madrid come in and Barcelona, they yeah. take any, any, any of our players from this country. Absolutely. But Cavascalia walks into any team on this planet. And I must admit, those, those five uh, posts that you keep posting up with goals are magic moments. Oh, the tremendous. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And that leads me nicely onto my other last magic moment. <laughs> uh, Liam Circum's goal for uh, Cheltenham against Cambridge. I looked at all five. I look at all five, and there were some fabulous goals from the EFL. But the way that um, that Liam took the ball and just chipped it, the ball was going away, and he just chipped it right-footed, right in the top corner across the goalkeeper. I just thought it was just a, a sublime bit of skill to be able to do that. And um, so that's why I picked that one out rather I'm trying to than some think, of the I'm other shots. I'm trying to think of the kid who scored for Wrexham last night. That was a great goal. I didn't, I didn't see that. That was a great goal. Sutton are really, uh, really struggling, aren't they? Yeah. They've got as far as they could, they can get. You yeah. know, I mean, they come up those teams and they may have two or three seasons in there, but eventually they do drop out. And Southampton's gone 1 0 up. Just, they've had a great start and they've had a, they've had a bad run. Yeah, uh, Southampton, he looks as though he's really turning around there. Back uh, round again, yeah. Yeah, Book Corner Association with myfootballbooks.com and he uh, usually gives us, well, always gives us uh, one of his recommendations. And uh, this week, Teats, football's 50 most important moments, <clears throat> excuse me, by Ben Jones and Gareth Thomas uh, from the writers of the Football History Boys blog, absolute legends. What what they don't know isn't worth knowing because uh, they've they've probably they've probably forgot all that I will ever know with uh, the history etc of football and all that's in this wonderful book, Football's Fifty Most Important Moments. And Andy also gives us an on this day, and it's on this day. 
26, which is tomorrow when the podcast will come out of October. In 1863, it's seen as the starting date of organised football when a meeting at the Freemasons Tavern in London's Great Queen Street, the FA, was formed in 1863. And that is one of the chapters in this fantastic book of uh, of the boys, the, the history boys. Sheffield FC, uh, it starts off with in 1857. The formation of the Football Association is on page 15, as we just mentioned. First FA Cup, match of the century, England, Supergar Air Disaster. It's an absolute encyclopedia of the history of football. So a fantastic read and one that I've got in my library. Uh, book number two, our friend Ian Story Moore. The book's out now. Give it to Moore, who will score. Um, the authorised biography, The Man Clough Couldn't Buy, literally. Forward by your pal, Martin O'Neill. And written by Stuart Humphreys and Richard Harrison and I've recently done a couple of podcasts. Well, I've done a, a Legends podcast with Story Moore, and I've done a uh, a catch up, a chapter of my life with um, Ian Story Moore. Book corner extra time, as we call it, in New Money, where Ian talked to me about how he decided to take on the book with the boys, and it's a fan- fascinating listen because when I done my first. Legends podcast with Ian Storymore. I said, Storymore, why haven't you got a book out? And he said, oh, I've never really fancied writing one, Gabby. Well, he does explain why he did um, have this authorised biography by Stuart Humphreys and Richard Harrison in the latest podcast. All our podcast guys, uh, S- uh, all the W's dot patreon.com forward slash SRB media or Spotify, iCast or anywhere else that you access your podcasts. And not only a great player, an absolutely gentleman. Absolute top bloke, hasn't he? He gives me yeah, a lot of his time. And I will be hooking up with uh, Story Moore in the next couple of weeks uh, to get his alter, well, his starting eleven with players that he's played with. And uh, I think that's going to be another little series that, that we'll do. I'll uh, get your starting eleven, TC, Alan Hudson's and uh, a few of the other boys. But give it to Moore. He will score. Fantastic authorised biography, uh, the man that Cluffy couldn't buy, and literally he couldn't buy, Cluffy tried to, and of course he told Story Moore that he'd signed him, that's why Story Moore signed, and uh, was paraded on the pitch against Wolves um, that one Saturday afternoon, but um, Cluffy, did. Cluffy just didn't tell him that the Forest Board wouldn't wouldn't sanction it, so he couldn't be a Derby player, he said, but that, that's Brian. That would never happen today, that would it? No, it wouldn't, but he said, that's Brian. And, you know, we said to that day, that day forward, Cluffy never, ever spoke to him. Yeah. Never spoke to him. I mean, it's not probably decent. not his yeah. fault, was it? But, you know, Story Man United absolutely not. Derby. I know it was Cluffy, but it's, it's still Man United, the big, the big club in, the, in England. Well, the thing is, there was, there was talk of Story Moore going to Manchester United. Cluffy got word that he was going to go to Man United. So Cluffy tried to get in and and take him to Derby. 
and, yeah. and, and, and he would have, but the Forest Board wouldn't sanction the move because I think there was Henry I know how, one I know how he Terry works Anderson. behind the scenes, Cloth, because I know how he, how he got me. So <laughs> he'll have done the same thing with Ian Storymore and, and locked him in there until he did, until he uh, yeah. uh, signed the contract. In the, one of the rooms in the Midland Hotel, <laughs> Nottingham. Yeah. Young, uh, sorry, Derby. <clears throat> young man sawing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, leave in nowhere come and give me a kiss will you please <laughs> oh what a character I mean they don't make them like Brian anymore do they and finally I'm doing a, a podcast with uh, the author of this book tomorrow Jake Rusby Newcastle United match of my life uh, Jake Rusby and Alex Crook Alex that works um, is top football correspondent at Talk Sport. So you'll hear Alex quite a lot on Talk Sport. And they have got a big gig that I'm going to be talking about to um, Jake. I think it's up there in Whitby uh, in November time when Supermax up there and one or two other legends of Newcastle United. The book, Match of My Life, is tales of matches of their lives by Newcastle legends. It starts off with Dan Byrne, Alan Shearer's in there, Les Ferdinand, Malcolm McDonald, Nobby Solano, Bobby Monker, Rob Lee, and uh, Frank Clark is in there, and he talks about the game that he played and scored in. I think it was his only goal, wasn't I, it? When they beat Doncaster 6-0. I played in that game. It said it has the lineup. So I'm sure you said that you did play in that game. I did play in that game. That was a league. It was a league cup game. It was a league cup game. Yeah, I played in that game. Let me just... definitely played in that game. Listen, he scored. I think that was the only goal he scored. The, it was. Yeah, there's sixteen thousand fans there, and yeah. you thought there were like six hundred thousand fans there. I will have a word with um with Fra- um with Frank. With Jake tomorrow regarding that, because it says that League Cup second round, uh, Monday the 8th of October 1973, St James's Park, attendance 14,865, what did I say, 16? 16, yeah. Uh, in golf for Doncaster, it was Buck, Reed, Turnant, Irving, Brooks, Wignall, Murray, Alwis, O'Callaghan, Kitchen, Moore and Higgins come on a sub. I'll go into you. I played in that game. Yeah, I'll have a word with him there. We reckon he's got the lineup wrong, so yeah. we will question the lineup. But uh, that was Frank Clark's pick. Um, your that memories... same day, I remember yeah. uh, when we pulled up uh, Doncaster, hmm? Malcolm McDonald pulled up. He got um, a red uh, sports car. I forget what type of sports car. Yeah. Uh, and it was just obviously pressing the button and, and getting the uh, roof to come back up again. I played in that game, definitely played in that game. And Sheffield Wednesday game beat 1-0. Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. Well, they're not winning many games this season. It, it's not looking good, is it, for Sheffield Wednesday? But it is looking good for uh, for Jake and Alex. Match of my life. And this book interests me in particular because we do a series, Game of My Life, and we've got a catch-up to and uh, get your memories of that wonderful game of your life that you played in Boxing Day Massacre in well, 1979. Well, we might as well do it in December time, aren't we? Really? Yeah, absolutely. We was going to do it last year, but we just didn't have time. So, you know, it's coming up November, December time now. So uh, we will 
do a game of my life, the Boxing Day Massacre, when Wednesday put Sheffield United to the sword. Some, some great stories there, and it's an iconic game. And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.